What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Artistic Play Network. My name is Benjamin Eber. I am a Metro blogger and freelance writer. I am joined, as always, by future radio contributor Ben Fox. Hello, thank you for having me. No, no, thank you for thank you for coming on. So this time we're just going to be having a look at uh, back at Bioshock and Bioshock Infinite, kind of, uh, I suppose, tearing them apart after they've been out for a little while, sort of the novelty has worn off and you know we're not kind of uh, magpies and ooh look it's shiny and new so i thought we'd kind of um have a bit of a talk about sort of what worked what didn't work and um sort of mainly with setting because certainly for me that's that's one of the things that really struck me with at least the original bioshock the one i've kind of played more extensively is just absolutely mind-blowing i mean what did you what did you think when you first played the original bioshock what was kind of running through your head uh, we, I was, I was similarly impressed. Um, although it has to be said, I came to it quite late. Um, I think because yeah. that was one of the poster children for kind of next generation shooters yeah. and stuff, wasn't it? At, yeah. at some point. Um, so by the time I actually played it, the the actual graphical prowess of it didn't have as much impact as past. No. <laughs> yeah, I think the comprehensiveness and the detail is is pretty much still unparalleled oh, yeah. in many ways. Yeah, I mean, certainly creatively, I think it's just say like in terms of how um, it's been written. In, in the way that it's not really overt. It doesn't chuck things down your throat in terms of exposition. It's all kind of hidden away and it's incredibly subtle. Say with um, sort of when you're going and meeting the sort of specific characters for each area, say like um, Sander Cohen, the the artist, and um, Tenabam and all that, all, all those kind of those crazy, crazy characters. It's it's just really nice how distinct they are and that's something actually because i've uh, i've been playing it recently and that's the first time i've actually played it so yeah i i haven't sort of didn't play it when it came out either um and even now i'm like i don't think there's anything that manages world building quite that well to me i i i haven't really seen a game that's quite that original with its setting since no because um, you know we talked recently about the last of us and i think that's an exceptional game it's just sort of one of the best of the generation but even that doesn't have i personally don't think it has a setting that's quite as attention grabbing as um rapture from Bioshock i don't know I, I agree it's, it's certainly has the detail but yeah it doesn't have the intrigue or the nuance or the mm. yeah you're right kind of the originality really um yeah and i think that, i think that's key i think especially in a medium where so many different games follow very strict kind of aesthetic guidelines to make it you know realistic or relatable or whatever i think it's good to see something that was trying to create a very distinct and abstract um kind of situation especially with i mean say a lot of uh games that have really deep worlds are obviously rpgs and um sort of especially the fantasy variety with skyrim and kingdoms of amalur and and uh i always felt that they kind of followed cliche a little bit too closely amalur was one of the few that i felt didn't because i don't know why that that just i mean certainly when you wrote your blog on it that i think kind of summed up exactly why it was brilliant is it was just so it was quite different to the norm um but something like skyrim i just don't feel the same kind of interest in having a look around because it's just it just doesn't have that kind of unique element to it so it feels like i'm just kind of i'm seeing the same stuff that i've seen 
so many times before whereas this one i mean I've, i'm just about to finish it but do they ever explain how the big daddies are created or um kind of not i don't not in um exacting terms i think it is spoken about um but on a, it was years ago when i played it but I'm, yeah. I'm sure i'm i'm sure there's kind of some insight but i don't think it's ever like completely laid out in front of you and of course the second one is about being a big daddy so yeah. and i haven't played that so i imagine it's illuminated a bit more there as well exactly i mean certainly that's that's something that i quite liked is it doesn't tell you exactly this kind of almost hints at what yeah. might have been and then it kind of just lets you kind of make up your own mind um which is brilliant well, exactly yeah well that's the, the best kind of setting and the probably one of the the best things to hope for from especially a, a video game setting mm. is that it isn't that the whole boon of the situation is that it is interactive and the best way arguably to create such interesting and tangible environments is to make them uh, what well, is for them not to be directly spoon-fed to you and for you to yeah. actually just experience whatever you end up experiencing out of them as you would a normal place yeah exactly i mean especially with the situation the rapture's in where it's fallen apart there's been the civil war and it's it's basically just completely gone tell it makes sense to have the audio recordings just kind of yeah. chucked around and, and left about because it kind of adds to the whole it, it feels like everyone's just dropped everything in a hurry and you know if they're under attack or something's happened that it kind of makes sense for that to be there but that was kind of I and mean, we'll go on to it more in more depth in a second but that was something that always struck me about infinite as a little bit odd is that yeah. actually it's it doesn't make sense for those to be lying around and it doesn't make sense for them to be um kind of just just hanging about obviously i i haven't got much further than the first couple of hours in infinite but um right that was kind of no, one we, thing I, that, I agree. yeah that's one thing that struck me was that it just it just didn't feel quite as um and i suppose you know moving on to to infinite that was one thing that always struck me while the the environment is really pretty and it's it seems to have a comparable kind of depth it felt like it was trying too hard to be the next bioshock you know it was the the opening yeah. kind of mirrored so closely and obviously that was deliberate but um i just felt it was too mm, what's the word i'm looking for i suppose it it, it just it started to feel a little bit cliched at that point i i felt a bit more derivative, cynical yeah derivative that's that's the word i'm looking for um so i mean certainly because you've played the the entirety of infinite does that ever change or do you always um, get that I feeling think it's I, striving to be? I think, um, especially in the later moments, it does kind of, uh, when Elizabeth becomes more and more of the focus, yeah. um, it, it does feel like the narrative pull is, is, is different to the original Bioshock. Yeah. I, again, um, I, what I would say is play the entire thing because it is um, the similarities between the original Bioshock are there for a reason. Oh, really? Um, and oh, the, and okay. what well, yeah, kind of. It, I mean, it's, it's difficult to really explain without spoiling it. But yeah. um, it, 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 well, just, I think it is a deliberate choice as opposed to them just being yes. lazy and kind of you know recutting stuff they've already thought of. And like I say, I, I think you will notice that less as you progress. Okay, yeah, because I mean that was something where I, I did, it wasn't necessarily that I thought that they were just rehashing the same thing. I felt it it almost certainly from the beginning because I from what I remember them saying they said it wasn't directly connected. I kind of assumed no. that they were just trying to kind of say oh look it's kind of like Rapture but not. And I was like well I kind of would have preferred 
preferred them to go out and actually make that point but in its own way instead sort of let let it columbia be its own thing instead of kind of relying on that knowledge of rapture and and how that was and kind of almost contrasting with columbia i felt that was kind of almost would have preferred them to try and do something a little bit different just to kind of uh set it aside kind of creatively instead of just being oh it's the bright rapture it's the one with lots of space and where people haven't all gone to hell yet yeah, yeah. Well, you know, like I say, I'll leave it in that that is entirely <laughs> intentional for a narrative. Okay. Reason. Okay. Um, but at the same time, at the same time, even though I have played it a couple of times, yeah, um, I still think that that could have the kind of the links or the you know the links they're trying to create between the, the two games. I think they could have been perhaps slightly more nuanced and not necessarily as um, out there, you know, with like just the vigors on the floor and like you say, the audio yeah. all over the place where they really shouldn't be. I think they they took many parts of a formula which worked in Rapture and and kind of ha- in a hackneyed way put yeah. them, layered them over um, Columbia. And I think that could have been done better regardless of the narrative implication. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's certainly, if, if the narrative actually ties the two together, that's fine. I have no problem with that. Um, I mean, that was one thing that always struck me as odd in the first kind of, the first hour or so when you go up to Columbia and, you know, I, I sort of loved the the overt kind of religious overtones and yeah. thought that was great. But one of the things that really struck me as strange was um, your character, you know, Booker DeWitt, where he's, he's saying, oh, wow, look at these handymen. What, what the hell is that? That's crazy. <laughs> and then he literally sees overt magic, literally magic, and he just doesn't yeah. bat an eyelid, and I'm just like, what? What is even yeah. going on? What you know? That was um, that struck me as really quite strange, and that actually almost pulled me out of the experiences because they. they you mean when he starts getting vigors? Yeah, when literally he sees yeah. vigors, he gets a vigor, he uses one. It's it's literally downright magic here. It doesn't, yeah. it, you know, that's how it feels. Rather than in Rapture, it's kind of almost pseudo scientific. Yeah. Um, in this one, it just he he literally doesn't bat an eyelid at it. He completely well, it, it, yeah. Gives, it gives the impression that they're already kind of an established thing in yeah. the world. That, I mean, I presumably they're down where he was anyway. Because, okay. like you say, they're a marketed product, aren't they? At that yes. Stage. Yeah, exactly. So that's um. I mean, that was that. Yeah. If if I knew that they these were common and that these yeah. were being used, that would have been fine. But I just felt it never kind of overtly said that so i kind of assumed that it wasn't um, well, and there is there is like a bit of a logical jump from the fact that for some reason even though if it's commonplace to be able to wield magic to the extent that he does you wouldn't really be shocked by a man who's just quasi mechanically yeah. built would you? <laughs> exactly that wouldn't be very strange um i mean i suppose that's you know talking of mechanical men do, do you think there's anything in infinite that that is quite as I suppose distinct or unique as the Big Daddy and Little Sister combination. Oh no, certainly not the Big Daddies. Of course, um, thematically Elizabeth takes over that position yeah. as the damsel in distress or whatever. But yeah. um, no, no, the, I thought the equivalent in in um, uh, in Infinite was was nowhere near as effective. For a start, they go down a lot easier. There's no real sense of threat, especially if you're playing on the normal difficulties. They yeah. can pretty much be obliterated there's no real stealth option to, to avoid them like um like the original because the original had those quite open areas didn't it you could kind of yeah. go between different places whereas especially as you progress through infinite it's very very linear and you can't you really okay. it's just arenas to fight all these kind of things as opposed to here's a big daddy existing in this environment yeah you know 
you can go straight past him if you want, or you can take him on for the for the Adam. There's no there's yeah. no really any any kind of thing like that. Because they were they they're absolutely terrifying in Bioshock, yeah. aren't they? Because genuinely they are so hard to take down. I mean, I yeah. I ended up sort of avoiding them unless I had multiple rockets and things in my chemical thrower to kind of electrocute them and stuff. I, I literally yeah. would not go near them because they would just absolutely annihilate you otherwise. Um, no, that's the, I mean so. I suppose moving on to, to story, do you, I mean, one thing I actually would say for, for Infinite that does seem quite strong is that because it does have a voiced main character, it feels like they have, or at least it feels like they should have more of a kind of an arc over the course of that game. Whereas obviously in the first yeah. one, you're just completely silent and you're more kind of just an observer in the situation. Um, yeah. So do you think that, say, Booker DeWitt is a stronger uh, sort of has a is a stronger pull in and of himself than finding out i suppose about jack's past in the original bioshock do you think that was actually sort of a good move to to really give um, him his own background and i, th- well, I think it's it's, very, it's like essentially like a, a completely different type of yeah protagonist isn't it yeah um, exactly so, i mean many many cite gordon freeman as one of the best simply because you can interact that with that world as almost a version of yourself but yeah. Well, I think I definitely enjoyed um, Book of Dewey. I mean, the thing is, though, I wouldn't want a voiced character in the original Bioshock because no. there wasn't really any need for it because it's it's he was basically the vessel with which he viewed this environment, wasn't yes. he? But in yeah. in Infinite, he's that he's part of this dialogue between um, him and Elizabeth, um, and I think you know that is done very well and pretty much justifies him as a, a voice protagonist. And I think in that case, you know, it's better, but. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you say arc. They do undergo um, an arc. I mean, obviously, I won't spoil anything, but yeah. I think it's it's best in the moment as opposed to okay. like, a lot of different separate moments that are very well um, written, very well acted and quite emotional. Mm. But you, I actually got to the end and, and I didn't actually think it, the arc itself was that well realized. Oh, I mean, really? I'm not I'm not. I'm not the only. I mean, sorry. I think that might be the minority opinion. So I'd be interested to uh, yeah. hear what you think. But um, but yeah, I think I liked it for the personal for the personality between the two, and I yeah. think it was really engaging and nice throughout the game. But uh, actually, on a long term basis, I, I was slightly left cold. No, that's that. That is that is interesting that you say that. I mean, certainly in terms of the, do you would you say that Bioshock Infinite has a stronger story than Bioshock One? Oh, oh what? Sorry, I didn't hear that. A stronger story. Do you think Bioshock Infinite has a stronger story? Hmm. Um, Again, it's weird, isn't it? Because much of the original Bioshock isn't a traditional narrative, is it? Exactly. It's yeah. More, it's more the kind of procedural discovery of an yeah. area. Yeah. Um, so I would say, again, like classically, Bioshock Infinite has a more interesting story. Yeah. Um, what? Um, but again, I, th- I weirdly enough, despite what they've tried to achieve, I don't think they're necessarily that comparable. Yeah. No, that's that is really interesting that you say that. I mean, certainly from, I mean, from what I was when I was playing through, you know, the beginning of Bioshock Infinite, I was quite intrigued by the whole sort of AD on the back of the hand and, and why that was significant. And or, I mean, that yeah. was really, really interesting. And certainly, you know, I found Columbia sort of to be an interesting place that I wanted to explore a bit more. Um, I mean, certainly with 
one thing I'll be interested to see if there's a moment as significant as because obviously the 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 twist in Bioshock One is yeah. quite well known by this point. Um, yeah. But the thing that always struck me about it wasn't necessarily the twist itself because that that was great, that was really well done. It was more the kind of um, I suppose I won't spoil it for you know anyone but the almost the feelings of betrayal of that you, that yeah. you get in in sort of one uh, particular moment um i suppose the the main thing is does does infinite try and do that again or does it sort of really stand on its own two feet and tries to do something unique with i suppose its story or does it try and does it really try and go for a twist or um, to be honest, it, not really to the same extent. I, I think narratively they're very different games, and yeah. it doesn't. It does a good job of not following the same. That's good structure. It's um, yeah. No, I never really got the sense that we're just seeing the same procedure over again with a different backdrop. No, that is good. That is good because that was always yeah. my concern when um, when it was first released. Actually, that was one of the first things I said. Is it felt very similar to yeah. sort of not not necessarily in terms of the direct story beats but in terms of sort of obviously vigors and the setting and it's all slightly weird and going to hell and all that yeah, kind yeah. of stuff um so i suppose let's let's stack them up against each other for a second so do you think because i mean that there's a lot of people who think that infinite is a better game and then there's some who think bioshock yeah. one is superior so which would you kind of throw your hat in with which do you think is actually the better mm. Because obviously they're very different, but you know, let's let's put you to the test. So I think it's weird because I think on a minute-to-minute level, um, I actually enjoyed Infinite slightly more. Just, oh, really? You know, mechanically, I, yeah. On a gameplay basis, I think it was a, a slightly more um, proficient game. But it's weird. I, I again, I I'm not necessarily sure how um, how easy it is to compare them because again, exactly, I think, uh, they're Bioshock, very different. Bioshock strengths, yeah, we're in its we're in its geography, we're in its sense of mystery and discovery, and the yeah. narrative was strong on top of that. Whereas the joy I got from Infinite was in a very personal relationship between yeah. two people, the philosophy in it, um, and uh, and and the actual minute-to-minute gameplay. Mm. So like I say, I think when I was playing them both, probably I had slightly more enjoyment from um, Infinite, but I, th- I think I probably, as far as respect and looking at them objectively as games, you know, I have pretty equally if not slightly more for the original um, oh wow so it's weird um i can't really do it to be honest no that's, I, can, I, I think can, that's fair i, I was being understand. a bit unfair <laughs> i can completely understand people who, who look at it from from any direction to yeah. be honest, because they are polarizing especially when compared yeah um i think they're all there are lots of valid arguments there no definitely well i think that was um i mean i was being, being a bit unfair throwing that on you but i thought well you know people sort of inevitably will try and compare them so but yeah, i think yeah. that's a really good way of putting it is that because they are both very very different so it's i suppose it depends on because i guess infinite is far more of an, an action game isn't it rather than yeah. bioshock's horror um so no that's that that's really interesting now i suppose the last question would be where next what should they do next well, again, um, I probably couldn't give a, a decent enough answer without spoiling bits of right. Infinite for you. Um, I, what I would say is they, they certainly could do do more in in the similar vein if they wanted yeah. to. But I personally kind of hope that they leave that leave it here. I think he's got yeah. two Infinite and the original two very stellar games. I don't yeah. think 
the concept of the philosophy needs to be expanded upon. No, um, I'd quite like him to. I'd quite like Ken to go off and, and and create something as excellent for the next generation. Exactly, because I mean that would that that would be the worry now. Is what do you do? Do what? Where where is the next setting? Is it? I don't know. Yeah. What? Where do you go from here? Um, exactly. So hopefully it'll be a new IP, and I mean obviously the, the the only concern is that because Bioshock is a very bankable name, I suppose it would be tempting for I think 2K oh, is yeah. the publisher, isn't it, for them to kind of just keep going with it. But um, I mean, would you would you want a return to Columbia potentially? Uh, I, again, I I wouldn't mind it. I mean, there's the DLC which is coming out um, yeah or now, isn't there? Yeah, it's which, Rapture, isn't it? In Rapture, oh yeah, I guess that is in Rapture. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, to be honest, no, I kind, of, I like, I prefer the idea of having. If he was going to make another one, I'd prefer yeah. it again to, to be somewhere different. That's that's awesome. So something kind of completely new, something completely yeah. fresh. Um, no, I think that that that's uh, that's a good kind of note to end it on. So awesome, thank you for that, Ben. And I suppose we'll um, next podcast will probably be toward the end of the month, but. Is there anything you want to pimp out? Because obviously you've been quite busy. I think yesterday you said you were you were on air. So do you want to sort of oh, yeah. tell us a bit? Oh about well, that? yeah, I um, I work on, on um, Norwich's community radio station called Future Radio. Um, I review films and TV for them, um, and I put them up all on my site if anyone wants to listen to them. And that's benedictfox.com. Yeah, com. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's quite quite easy to find. So if you want to check those out, be yeah, my guest. Definitely a good listen. So. Uh, no, it's good. Um, and I suppose, again, putting you a bit on the spot, you did start up a uh, sort of show looking generally just at entertainment, sort of reviewing it. So uh, oh, yeah, is yeah. that something we'll see more of? Sort of yeah, well, certainly, yeah. I, I think it's called The Once Over. And uh, yeah, we've done, you mentioned good it earlier, we've done an episode about, uh, cheers, about The Last of Us. Um, I'm currently working through the iTunes stuff and trying to get that up. As you can mm-hmm. probably tell from the, the, the quality of this call, uh, my connection isn't the best. Um, but yeah, I hope to have that up ASAP and then we'll be doing um, reviewing films and video games whenever That'd we can. So. That'd be awesome. No, it's, uh, it's that, that's always good fun. So, until then, make sure you go check out Solemn Camel Crew because they have, of course, provided the soundtrack for this episode. Have a good one, guys and girls. We'll catch you later. Bye.